Welcome to another News for Jags podcast. I'm Jamal Saints here alongside Justin Barney. We're going to take a really early crack at our 53-man roster for the Jaguars. Uh, it's, uh, it's probably way too early for this, but you know what? Uh, the Jaguars have wrapped up their off-season program. We're in the break. We're yep. counting down to training camp. So we're going to try and uh, trim that roster a little early. We'll go yep. by, position by position. I don't think our rosters look exactly alike, so we'll see uh, just how close we can get there. All right, let's lead it off. I, there's no, I don't think there's any surprise on quarterbacks. Yeah, uh, I've got two staying with the Jaguars, yep. Trevor Lawrence, C.J. Beathard. I think you're the same. Yeah, uh, the, the only other quarterback on the roster is Nathan Rourke. And, uh, sorry, Nathan. Uh, <laughs> he's maybe, not, he's practice better. squad, though. Nathan, yep. Nathan can sling it. Nathan can really sling the football. He's looked good through the offseason program, a little bit better than I expected. Um, and I think the Jaguars will keep him around. Yeah, he, he's probably not on the roster. He's a CFL guy, and there's actually some interest in, in Nathan Rourke. Our reporter, Alexander Pontbron, did a, a story on Nathan Rourke's been the highest story on our website for a day there, and a half. All the Canada so wanted to see Canadians it. Canadians want to read about Nathan Rourke. So I think there's some potential for him. I would not be surprised to see them upgrade at some point in training camp. But for now, I think he's okay. Yeah, I, I think he's fine. I just don't think he's going to make the final no, roster. I agree. Uh, so the next one's running back. I think we have a little bit of a differing of the running back room there. I have four total running backs making it. Okay. Uh, how many do you have? I've got three. He's just got three. I've got four. All right. Uh, but I don't think there's going to be any question of Travis Etienne, Tank Bigsby, uh, Jamichael Hasty. Are those your three? Those are my three. Those are your three. All right. My last one's a fullback. <laughs> so I kept the fullback. I think it's fullback season in Jacksonville. Derek Parrish on the roster. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fullback season. I'm not a believer in Derek <laughs> Parrish, but he actually looked decent at uh, in many camps. Shat. So just surprising <laughs> to me that a fullback makes the roster. But hey, stranger hey. things have happened. They, Jamal's got Derek Parrish. I've got three three traditional running backs. I have I, three running backs and a fullback. I, I toyed with the <laughs> idea of keeping uh, De'Ernest Ernest Johnson as that fourth guy, but mm -hmm. I think it's they kept three last year. I don't see them. I mean, Dearness Johnson is he signed a fifty thousand dollars signing bonus, so it's not a blowout financially if you release him. Sure. Again, you you've got draft picks. I think Snoop Connor is, is on the cutting floor, um, but I don't think they're cutting Tank. He actually looked really good. He does look really good. Yeah, he's um, not going anywhere. You brought back to Michael Hasty, and obviously Etn is your guy. Snoop might make the practice squad if nobody scoops him up. You know, hey, look, they invested in a fullback in the draft. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. They clearly wanted to add that. There, there was a, a, a clear focus on wanting to get better in short yardage situations. Right. Fourth and one, you want to put a guy that's name is Tank at running back, and you put Derek Parrish at fullback, I'm just saying you're picking it up. That's, that's a recipe yeah, that, for that success. Is, that is definitely, <laughs> that's definitely an option, but uh, I do think they stick with three running backs. I'm not a believer in Derek Parrish. Oh, come they, on. Yeah, they, they drafted Greg Jr. last year, and he, they cut him. You know, so I don't think with this, so many that, draft picks. That wasn't a position that, that they didn't, like. With with so many draft picks from yeah. this year, would they have 11? 11? 12, 13? 13? 13 draft picks. Yeah, so many, a lot of them. Some of the draft picks are not making the 53-man. Right. And I, I think Derek Parrish, uh, I know that hurts, is going to be one of those guys. All right, moving on to tight end. Uh, I think we have a little differentiation here, too. I've got four yep. making the roster. Evan Ingram, I think he's back, even though he had signed his franchise tag. Brenton Strange, second-round pick. Garrett Prince, wasn't overly impressed with him in uh, minicamp. Uh, and I do think, I think Luke Farrell, to me, is on, 
he's one of those fringe guys. I think a Derek Parrish could make it if they do not opt for Luke Farrell, but I've got four tight ends. For me. I've got three tight ends, so I've got Ingram, Strange, and Prince. Okay. Uh, Parrish basically took my fourth tight end spot, Luke Farrell's job, basically what he alluded to. Right. Um, because essentially a lot of the things that Luke Farrell would do is similar enough to what Derek Parrish right. would do. Um, so that that's where that fourth tight end, fourth running back, however you want to look at it, kind of came together from my roster projection. All right, receivers to you. All right, wide receivers. Um, keeping, I think we're probably going to be pretty close here. Uh, obviously, Calvin Ridley sticking right. around. Christian Kirk, that one's easy. I think Zay Jones right. is pretty easy too. Jamal Agnew's going nowhere. I've got Parker Washington making it. Um, I was a Parker Washington fan before the draft, before they drafted him. I thought he was a sneaky kind of steal kind of guy. I still think he is. Um, and then my last one's a guy that I was not high on last year, and I think he's had a complete turnaround. Uh, Kevin Austin yeah. Jr., I think he's going to sneak on this roster and take Tim Jones' spot. So I've got six receivers. Okay, so I'm, I'm right there with you. I've got those five, and I do have Kevin Austin as kind of a, a flex guy. I do think with, again, there's a Cam Robinson situation here where he's going to be suspended. They don't know the length of time yet. So sure. I do think Kevin Austin, if they keep six receivers, he will be the guy. He is. He looked really good at minicamp. He looks good on the field. I know last year was a little bit people surprised he wasn't drafted, but I do think I don't Kevin, know if we were about, when I saw him in camp, I wasn't he surprised. Was, he, was, he couldn't catch a cold. He was not he that good in camp He couldn't catch nothing. Year. All practice long, all year long, drop passes. Drop past this, drop past. He looked like like he looked, looked like Tarzan, play like Jane. There you yeah, go. But this year he's been catching everything, so much improved, and I, I, he has the tools to be an NFL receiver yep. if he can continue to catch. Also, one team paintball. His team he did capture the he team did. paintball title. They they canceled last day of OTAs, and Kevin Austin's team, despite starting 0 and 2. Turns it around. Talk about the comeback of the year. Yeah. Uh, only thing that we didn't find out is if Kevin Austin shot Trent Bulky, <laughs> in which case he'd probably get cut. You know, I'm sure Trent has a list somewhere. All right. Uh, you want to move on to O line next? I split mine up in the offensive tackle and okay. interior offensive line. I don't know how you split yours up. I've got them all just, you just lumped got together. them all lumped yep. together. Okay, we'll do them all lumped together. Um, so I think I have ten total. Eleven if you count Cam Robinson. I'm putting Cam on the suspended list, so not technically counting against my numbers here. Um, so Josh Wells, I got making yep. the roster. Anton Harrison, of course. Walker Little. Cam Robinson. Um, I also kept Darrell Williams. Those are my tackles. Um, interior offensive line, I kept Luke Fortner, Ben Barch. Cooper Hodges makes it. Um, and then I also have Blake Hance, Tyler Shatley, and Brandon Sheriff. Okay, I've got very similar. and um, I've got one with, with Cam Robinson and without... Um, I've got 10 total offensive linemen, 11 if you do not have, um, if you're not counting the Cam Robinson suspension. If you are, he's going to start the season on, again, he's going to be suspended. We don't know the amount of times of games. Um, so he won't count against the initial correct. 53. That's why so, I said I had 11 total, but 10, yeah. This, you know, during, during camp, we talked a little bit about the offensive line projections and, you know, with Ben Barch's injury, him coming back after that dislocated kneecap last year, I do think this is maybe the deepest position on the team in terms of um, flexibility and guys can plug interchange in positions. I got Tyler Shatley, Brandon Sheriff, uh, Walker Little, Ben Barch, Luke Fortner, first-round pick Anton Harrison, Josh Wells, that swing tackle, Cooper Hodges, uh, seventh-round pick. I think he makes it. Uh, Blake Hansen, if I'm adding the 11th, I think Coy Cronk is a guy who could slip in there and, and fill that gap when – Cam Robinson's out. We don't know. Four-game suspension, six-game, two games, whatever the case may be. So that offensive line position, I think, is going to get an additional player 
Um, with Cam Robinson's absence still to be determined how many games he will be out. So. Here, here's my one thing for you. Who are your tackles? I think, uh, to me, it's Walker Little is a tackle. I think yeah. Anton Harrison is a tackle. Yeah. Um, I, I think uh, I, Cam Robinson's your tackle when he comes right, back. Right, when he comes back. So before Cam comes back, who are your tackles? It's got to be Walker and, uh, and Anton. I'm not saying starters. I'm just saying period on the depth chart. You're, only going, you're going into the season with three tackles? Yeah, well. That, that was the reason why I kept Darrell Williams was because if you get, while Cam's on the suspended list, Outside of that, like everybody you've else is a, interior. You've got Josh Wells, who's the swing tackle kind of guy. Three guys. So <laughs> that, that's what yeah. I was saying. Yeah, you, you three guys. Um, so you probably want to find a fourth. I wasn't real confident in Daryl Williams, but they kept him around last year, so that's why I put him on there, um, just to get a fourth tackle, um, just to fill out that. Offense so the, the positional if they had versatility a guard that to me. Could, if they had a guard that I thought could swing out to right tackle in a pinch. I mean, could then that I'd be a Cooper a Hodges? Better. I mean, could that be Cooper Hodges? He was a tackle in well, college. Had, he was a tackle in college, but they haven't worked him there. That's the only reason I, I Maybe. He could. Probably in a pinch, he probably could. Um, but okay. So we'll move on to the defense now. Flip okay. the page on this thing. Um, so far, we've been pretty close. I don't know how close we're going to be on defense. I did get hung up on one position. So uh, what, what position you want to start? You want to start in the back or the front? Eh, let's start at the front. You want to start at the front? Let's start All at the right. front. We'll start D-line then. All right, um, I'll let you go first on this one since I kind of okay. let off on a line. I've got uh, I've got seven of the guys on the defensive line coming okay. in. I got Foley Fadakasi coming back. Adam Gotsis, I think he's a great uh, role player kind of guy. He can give you a couple sacks a year. Uh, Jeremiah Ledbetter, I know he's been talked up by his position coaches uh, throughout <laughs> throughout training uh, mini camp. Uh, Henry Mondo, uh, Roy Robertson Harris coming back on a new deal. Devon Hamilton, new deal for him. And Deshaun Dixon has moved down uh, from linebacker to that defensive line. All right, I've only got six. I've got six. Oh, you didn't keep Lacey. Wow, all right. Did you, not. You're, you're brutal to the rookies. Yeah, I've got six making it. I've got Devon Hamilton. I'm keeping the rookie. I'm keeping Tyler Lacey. Um, I'm also keeping Foley Fatukazi, Roy Robinson Harris, Adam Gostas. I got hung up pick, picking between Jeremiah Ledbetter and Deshaun Dixon. Okay. Um, I think both of them have pros and cons to their game. I think the team will lean toward Ledbetter um, as opposed to Dixon just because I think Ledbetter's been there, done that. Um, Dixon does give you a lot of flexibility. We'll see. Uh, if I was picking right now, I'd probably pick Deshaun Dixon um, just because of the flexibility there again. And he's an insane athlete probably that could continue to improve. Okay, so but seven for me, them. six for you on seven, that. Seven for me, six for you. You you hate rookies. I kept Tyler Lacey. <laughs> I just don't um, know how you're going to be able to squeeze in a 13-member rookie class. You squeezed in Henry Mondo. Yeah, that's true. Henry Mondo is <laughs> a, a, to 13 first year. I, a, you know, I'm not squeezing in all of them, but y y it's, cheap, it's cheap help. It's cheap help. <laughs> that is it, true. If it's a tie and I'm looking at Henry Mondo and I'm looking at Tyler Lacey, I'm going to take the cheap guy that's on a cost-controlled contract. I'm not, and this is no shot at Henry Mondo. And that's not to say that Tyler Lacey can't get cut because rookies do get cut every year. Um, I'm not, And I don't think every rookie will make it. I did try and keep uh, quite a few of them, though, and I just tend to tend to kind of roll that way. Okay. All right, moving on to linebackers. How many linebackers you got? I got 10, I think. Okay, I th I've got nine. Yeah, I've got 10. So I've, I, that's where our extra player differentiated at. I also split mine up between outside and inside, but we'll, I think you got yours all in one lump. No, I've no, got, got them outside I've inside? broken. All right, let's start out in outside. Outside, I've got five. Same. All right. So, actually, I'm wrong. I got nine now. I, I tweaked it. I tweaked the secondary. So I got nine here. So uh, outside linebacker, I got Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker, 
uh, Caleb on Chase on, Yasir Abdullah, and Jordan Smith. Those are my five OLBs. Got the same ones. All right. So, got I, the same ones. so we're in you. I got one rookie there. on that. I got one rookie. Yeah, he did. He kept I Yasir. Kept one They've talked up Yasir Abdullah enough that he couldn't cut him. I could not cut him. So, um, I know Mike Caldwell mentioned that he's, yeah. you know, he is a he's speedball, 20 the... sacks in two years in mm -hmm. college. So you got that guy. Fell a little bit in the draft, but again, he was that guy, you know, we felt going into the draft. They had to get an edge rusher pretty high, and they picked Yusir on day three. Yeah. Day three, but they felt he was a great value for that. 20 sacks in college. Almost kind of like an Andre Sisko to me. Yeah. You know, where you get him later in the draft. But, but that you just feel really good about it. And, uh, you know, I, I actually, looking at this outside linebacker group, um, I like where Josh Allen's at. I do like where Trayvon Walker's at. And the if they were a little bit more established, I think I'd feel even better. Because I do like Jordan Smith, and mm -hmm. I think he has an opportunity to be a good player um, and can show that this year. I really like Yasir Abdullah. Um, and I know Brinson Buckner talked up Caleb on Chase on, so who oh, knows, man. maybe this is Chase on's breakout year. Um, Jaguars still could, in my opinion, use a little bit of extra oomph at this position, but I do like some of the young players that they have at this pass rusher spot. Um, the reason why I think I went a little bit lighter on the D line as opposed to um, as opposed to you and kept the the, the off outside linebackers the number where we're at is just because of how they run the system and I think Jordan Smith can give you defensive end reps right. as well as outside linebacker. I'm reps. interested to see Same Jordan Smith Trayvon to me. Jordan Smith and Calevon are two guys that get, you got to show me something. This is third yeah. year for Jordan Smith. And we talked to him in, in uh, OTAs, and he said he had gotten down to 230 pounds during his time away from football. I mean, he's had injuries yeah. two years in a row. I mean, this is a guy that was drafted in the Urban Meyer regime yeah. and hasn't had a chance to get on the field. So he's right. kind of a little bit of that wild card. If you get some production out of him, and then Caleb on entering year four does anything. And Caleb on has looked actually decent uh, in OTAs when he was filling in for Josh Allen. So Hardworking guy. Mike Caldwell seems to be like, you know, this is Caleb on year. This is going to be a, a pivotal year for him. Coach Buckner said air popcorn kernel don't pop at the same time. <laughs> when you put the popcorn in the microwave, and this is very close to what he actually said. Like, I'm not making this up. He said, when you put the popcorn in the microwave, every kernel don't pop at the same time. Some kernels yeah. take longer. And you also, and maybe get, that longer kernel. If you get All that right. bag, there's always about 10 or 15 kernels in there <laughs> that you crack your teeth on when you're trying to bite. So... I think Caleb on is, <laughs> is more of the kernel that didn't pop at this point than any of the extra buttered popcorn that took a little bit longer to heat up. So which he's not fair. showing me anything in, in three years. Which is fair. Which is fair. He, he has to show something at some point. And we'll see. And, you know, there's definitely some potential there. I really like Yasir Abdullah. I think Jordan Smith, if he can stay healthy, can give you something. I mean, just that height and length that he has is different from the other guys they have. There. Yeah. But I still would be in the market for some sort of veteran guy. And this Maybe is a, a Jordan Houston or a Melvin Ingram if it was me. This is a make-or-break year for two of these outside guys. Caleb Vaughn. Josh Allen. Caleb Vaughn is, yeah, I mean, Caleb Vaughn is a guy that, you know, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option. He's yep. been a, a washout in three years. Uh, he's had injuries. He's underperformed. He can't find his way around offensive, uh, offensive tackles to get to that quarterback. He's had flashes, but they have not been enough. Number 20 pick in the draft. I mean, you've got to do something. You got to do something in your time. So Poke him with a stick. this is, a, you know, this is a, a pivotal year for him on a second contract. And then Josh Allen, from a standpoint of, is he going to come back on that franchise kind of paying money? Um, 
you know, Doug Peterson has said it at practice. I mean, he said it at, uh, at minicamp. This is a huge year for Josh Allen. He knows, Josh Allen knows it. The coaching staff is counting on a massive jump from Josh Allen. It's a big year for Trayvon Walker, too. Yeah. But um, this is a contract, life-changing kind of year for Josh Allen. Yep. You get that, that second contract, that's a $100 million contract, or you a guy that just goes on to his next team next year and gets a mm-hmm. one-year prove-it kind of deal. So right. massive year for Josh Allen. Um, I'm excited about Trayvon Walker, though. I'm excited about Trayvon Walker. And a big chance here. Big chance here for him. All right, let's move on to the inside linebackers. I got four. How many you got? Got four. You got four. All right. Foye Luokun, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, Ventrell Miller. Got four of them. Yep. Oh, man. The West Same Side is going to hate this one. <laughs> Same uh, guys. The, the, the tough cut there was yep. definitely Shaquille Quarterman, a uh, local guy, Oakleaf grad. Um, I just think the writing's on the wall. The team was so aggressive to want to go and get Ventrell Miller, right. a player they knew had injury history, a player that many of us were scratching our heads about. But he is a football player through and through. Um, and the tackling machine, if you watched him with the Florida Gators, you know yep. the dude can play. Um, so I, I do think they're going to keep Ventrell around, I, I, and he's going to be on the roster. That's, that's, again, I don't know if you can – I mean, unless a, a Ventrell, you're not confident where he's at injury-wise. Right. You know, in his recovery, you wouldn't see a lot of him during camp. Um, so I think you're, you're kind of holding off from him. He had injury histories. Uh, he played at Florida for, seemed like, 15 years mm-hmm. uh, in college. So Gainesville fans know him well. That's a name that – People in this area are gonna gonna recognize him. Man, he was on the field. He was an assassin tackling. Different player than Shaquille Quarterman. And you know, again, sorry for the Shaquille cut, but again, this is a guy I think that Ventro Miller the upside for him, and he's also cheaper um, than than a veteran like Shaquille Quarterman. I do think that this is probably Shaq's last hurrah in Jacksonville. I do think. I, I think our four linebackers insiders are, are safe. He'll always be known as the Kingslayer to us. That's right. Um, <laughs> One to loop back to one thing I was asking about the offensive tackles. Koi Krunk's listed as an offensive okay. tackle on the Jaguars rush, so that would be your fourth tackle. So I, I could have swore he was a guard, but whatever. So um, but the Jags kept him last year too, yeah, so I do so. think that that Koi so that works. That offensive tackle guard grouping mm-hmm. that we heard this week at camp, you could keep eleven guys um, in that in that mix uh, when it comes to that offensive mm-hmm. grouping. And again, the the flexibility that the the camp suspension don't know what it's going to be. Um, gives them in that position changes some things where again you know if cam's out for four games let's just let's just say he's out for four games that gives you the option of sitting a cam and then keeping a guy that maybe you would have cut during final cuts to get to 53 and i do think that position uh that that position grouping is going to be one of the toughest cuts for jacksonville because again you got walker little his contract situation is interesting we heard a camp, you know, how do you negotiate with Walker Little? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with his his time, this is going to be his first first true soil season as a starter. Anton Harrison, he's a first-round pick. Jags loved him, got him later than, uh, you know, stacked some other picks out of that situation. So right. um, I do think that offensive line position so pivotal this year. Keep Trevor upright. Yeah. Keep Trevor. Protect your asset. One job. And that is it right there. So I think it's big Ben Barches. Returning from injury, you know, Trent Palkey said during the draft prep mm-hmm. that they weren't sure he was going to be 100% by the time training camp opened. Looks like he's maybe the trajectory for Ben Barch is a little bit more favorable now to be ready, you know, at least 90% by uh, by training camp. Yep. So that is another big one to watch, too. He's uh, he's protecting a huge asset in Trevor Lawrence. That's right. All right, and I think we're at our last real positions of conversation because the specialists – 
We know who the yeah. three are. Right. Ross Mastic, Logan Cook, Brandon McManus. That's done. Uh, sorry, James McCourt. <laughs> so uh, we got safety and corner. Let's do uh, let's do corner first. I've got five. Got five as well. All right. Tyson Campbell, Campbell. Darius Williams, Trey Herndon. All right. I think we're probably going to yeah. differ on the last two. Okay. All right. Uh, I've got Buster Brown on it now. Hmm. I, 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 Monteric. I, I kept I kept Monteric Monteric Buster Brown, and I got one rookie. Christian Braswell. Wow. Okay. Kept Christian Braswell. We got a little. We got a little differentiation. There's the three right. locked in: Tyson, Trey, and Darius. I've got the other rookie, Eric Hallett. Okay. Uh, and also Chris Claybrooks. Now, you know, Chris has kind of hung on special teams yeah, special and stuff teams over the years. So I've got five corners and the two differentiation from Jamal and Eric Hallett, rookie. So I keep one rookie. Jamal keeps the other rookie, and then uh, Chris Claybrooks. And, you know, that one was also a tough differentiation for me. Hallett can play a little bit of safety, a little bit of corner. Braswell plays a little bit more exclusively at the corner. Um, I think Braswell, I'd give him maybe, a, I don't know, I gave him a little bit of an edge, and it, that one was a, definitely a tough one to differentiate right now. Um, I also, because I think Hallett and Braswell are both in the conversation right. for the nickel spot. Um, the way I put mine together, um, I, both of them lose the nickel spot. <laughs> Trey Herndon, and I, I'll tell you who my start, nickel starter is in a minute. But I kept Buster because he gives them depth on the outside at corner, too, because he plays. One name missing there. from the, the bunch is our friend from last year, Greg Jr. <laughs> I know Jamal's, Jamal asked about uh, Greg Jr. several times at camp. I have. And again, he was a practice squad guy. I think hey, he'll be back. The homework, on, man. I, I think he'll be a squad guy again this year. They invested him. You know, picking him last year, and they kept him. You right know, they kept Baptist. Him on, yeah, they kept him on the squad, and yeah. I think he's probably another squad guy this year. So mm -hmm. um, that was another draft pick from last year. Didn't make the team. Again, I, with 13 draft picks, you can't keep them all. Can't I mean, you all. cannot keep them all. So You, you can um, try, but you can't. So, again, I've got Eric Hallett. Jamal's got uh, Mr. Braswell sticking with yep. the team. All right, and at safety, I've got five. I got five safeties. Same as same. All right, so we're on the same page a little bit. I don't know if we got the same players. We're going to see, though. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins, Andre Sisco. Um, I'm also keeping Dewey Wingard. Um, and I've got Daniel Thomas and Antonio Johnson. Yeah, I've got the same five. Same so five. There you go. I've got, yeah, Dewey, right. Antonio, Rayshon. I think it's a big year for Andre Sisco. Man, I saw him at uh, the Tyson Campbell camp. Um, and he just, man, Andre Sisco is a specimen. Uh, <laughs> he, he is a big you saw Andre coming into the league, and he was coming off an ACL. And, man, his first two years in the league, he is he is a thumper. Yeah. Andre Sisco yeah. is a thumper. And Daniel Thomas, uh, a guy who's kind of hung around as a special teams guy yeah. and kind of a spot filler uh, at safety. But I like Antonio Johnson. He's another guy that looks He's really good. He fell in the draft a little bit. I mm -hmm. loved that as a day three pick. I think he can be, you know, the knock on him, he was kind of clunky in, in the secondary, kind of stiff. But... I like him. He looks good. He's a big guy coming out of that uh, that secondary. So I like that. So we have, yeah, we probably are in agreement on maybe 48 we're, of we're the 53. Pretty, I think this is not going to be, unless someone jumps off the the, the, the roster at training camp, I don't think this is going to be that many crazy yeah. cuts and there's, this year. And there's always, there's just, there's always no, that uh, undrafted free agent that makes see, the team. So we didn't have that. Well, and I kind of played with that idea as I was going through it, but I went with the same thing you were saying. With so many draft picks, the odds of an undrafted free agent right. really having the opportunity and the chances of making the roster are lessened because the Jaguars have such a big right. draft class that they're going to be cutting guys that they picked. Yep. And Trent Bulk even talked about it. He said toward the end of the draft, 
Now they were just drafting guys that they normally would bring in during undrafted yep. free agents. So that's why I, I started to look at it and said, I don't think there's an undrafted guy that's going to make the roster this year um, just because there are so many rookie right. draft picks. Yeah, 13 guys. You're, for one, you're not going to keep 13 draft picks. You may keep... Yeah, I got most of them, I think. I, I think maybe 9, 10 you keep. Um, I, 13 is just a, an extraordinarily big class. I mean, an extraordinarily big class. So I don't, I don't know if 13 guys make it Six, in this. Seven. Unless there's a, you know, a, a Braswell squeezes out of Clay Brooks or... Um, I got 10. It's I got okay, 10. so 10. So you've got three, three rookies of the 13-member yeah, class yeah. not making it. So... Yeah, I'm about the same. I think I have nine nine rookies making it. Yeah, I kept, um, I kept about this year's. Um, yeah, and you know, there's some there's some things like I have Antonio Johnson projected winning the nickel as I. That's why I kept the extra safety. Um, I also think Braswell pushes for that nickel spot, um, but I, I don't think this is going to be any crazy cuts unless there's injuries. I think the the most competition is going to be for like that last wide receiver spot. I could see one of those guys really pushing. Mm-hmm. Like a Tim Jones, like Tim Jones did last year. I mean that that uh, third preseason game won him the job. So right. I, you know, again, your receiver depth this year is, I mean, you just added one piece and it feels like significant upgrade at receiver position. I, right. You know, last year you had your your three guys with Marvin in that mix. Agnew is kind of that flex guy, but what Calvin really gives you if he's the Calvin Ridley that he's talked about being a 13, 1400 yard receiver. I mean, the, the chasm between this year's receiving group and last year's, to me, feels substantial. That's why I don't know if that sixth receiver is going to make it this year because, I mean, how many how many plays did Tim Jones, how many reps did he get last year in the regular season? May have had three or four catches or targets in sure. the season. So I think with Calvin Ridley, the, the benefit he gives you this year is just so substantial. I don't see a sixth receiver making it um, unless they keep that Kevin Austin type. Just for – because your first four are just so strong, so strong. I, Parker Washington makes it because I think he makes it as more of a special teams guy, punt returner uh, kind of situation. He was fielding punts um, a lot during uh, during minicamp. So I think they keep Parker Washington as kind of a, a poor man, Jamal Agnew. We'll see. And I, I think a lot of it, I think the end of wide receiver is very competitive. I could see Kevin Austin not making it. Yeah. I have him making my – but that's the one spot where the, there's a shot at an undrafted free agent. I think a guy like Elijah Cooks could mm-hmm. could really impress and slide in and take that spot. That one's not locked in. Um, tight end's very competitive. Uh, I think Leonard Taylor has an uphill battle if he's going to make it. Um, on the O-line, I, I, don't, I don't see that happening. I don't see an undrafted guy getting in there. There's not one at running back. Um, on the D-line... Is yeah. There one the, no, I don't. I, I mean, I don't. I don't even have Raymond their draft pick. I don't think they have an undrafted guy. They don't have an undrafted guy at D line, at linebacker. There's a few, but it's not going to happen. Like, would love to put DeQuan Jackson on the roster unless he's a special teams demon. I don't think so. It's not happening. Um, he's gonna. He needs to go beat Ventrell Miller, mm-hmm. and the Jaguars are going to give him every opportunity to do that. But he has to go beat not just Shaquille Quarterman, the right. veteran stakeholder, but he has to go beat a draft pick the Jaguars had tried to trade up right. and go get um, at corner. I just definitely don't see if there's an undrafted player at corner. It's Caleb Hayes, the kid from BYU is like an insane athlete, but he didn't. I didn't see anything from him during the offseason program, so I'm not gonna go and say he's like gonna be some crazy guy that's gonna 
be able to unseat all this competition. I don't see an undrafted free agent with a real path. No, I, you, not a good path. They've got one every year, it seems. I mean, James Robinson's kind of that diamond in the rough underdog success story. But I mean, I, you're naming names, and I can't think of any guy I've seen in minicamp or OTAs that you said, man, this guy's got a real shot. I mean, to me, they're almost camp bodies or squad players uh, that undrafted routes usually yields one guy at least a year, and I just don't see it this year. I just, Keep in mind, and the only reason I said Elijah Cooks, he's 6'4". Yeah. That, at hey. some point, you want your tall a tall wide receiver. and But Kevin Austin's 6'3", so it ain't like he's short. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Uh, this is our way too early swing. We'll probably change this by after the first week of training camp and be like, somebody's getting cut. But I do think that the Jaguars are at a point where they have a, enough talent on the roster that yep. there is some competition. But when you start to get more top-end talent, right. there's less conversation for some of those spots. And I think um, that's, just, I mean, the, the Calvin Ridley acquisition, to me, is perfect proof of that. Yeah. Because, that you know, I think the the biggest conversation we were having last year as we get into that final cuts would Tim Jones be that fifth receiver would he be that and to me I just don't think you've got that this year because of those talent acquisitions and um, you know maybe at offensive line you add add a guy but fullback yeah I, I just don't know I mean I don't think Derek Parrish makes the roster I think if if he does then you you go with three tight ends instead of um, instead of four so I'm I'm just going to, like, I don't think they draft a fullback if they weren't legitimately considering adding a fullback to the offense. Yeah. I just, I just don't, because now you have, you got to start practicing plays for a fullback that if you cut him, you don't have. I just, I, they didn't have one last year. I don't see it happening. Then why'd they draft him? Because they were trying to burn, they had 900 <laughs> draft picks and, uh, you know, I. Hey, we'll see. I'm just saying, like, now they got to go out on the field and they're going to practice this package and then they're going to go and cut the fullback and be like, okay, hey, Luke Farrell, can you come back and be a fullback for it's It's like Madden when you're, you've got, you've traded so many guys and traded picks and video games. At the wall. And you're like, okay, I'm in the, the fifth round with my ninth, fifth round pick. Who am I taking here? This guy, he was a 42, at, you know, a long snapper. I mean, you just, you had so many picks for Jacksonville yeah. and Derek Parrish was the number one guy in the draft board. He played defensive end. He did play defensive end. So, and he is uh, jacked. He ate like he nine pounds of steak or something. Yeah, crazy, he looks good uh, to win his to win his um, uh, uh, eating steak eating contest for the Houston <laughs> football team. He is he he is a fullback yep. through and through. We'll see. We'll see. Um, you know, I'm not. I'm they not married just traditionally to the don't, idea. They don't keep. They don't. There, there aren't many in the league anymore. That's why it yep. was odd when they drafted him. Like, if they didn't pick him, I'm pretty sure he goes undrafted, right. and you just try and sign him. Right. So we'll see. We will see. Um, it should be interesting. Training camp can't get here quick enough. It'll yep. be the end of July. Um, for fans, there will be a chance to go and watch the games in the shade with ceiling fans above you, right. so you can actually enjoy it. So July 21st um, is when. Rookies, first-year players reports. Yep. July 25th is when everybody else reports. And then I believe July 26th, Doug Peterson said that's the first time cleats hit the grass and uh, be the first day that fans can come out and see the Jags, the Miller Electric Center. We'll see. Those those dates for fans will come out a little bit later on, um, and we'll make sure to share those whenever they do roll around. Thanks for tuning in, and hopefully we'll see you next time, but that'll do it for us.